find the baller. My life is more than money and money. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and journey. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh. Behind the baller. Yo, 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 what up, what up, what up, what up? What's good, BTV Army? Welcome to another brand new episode, the first episode of 2023. That would be the world famous, the award winning, the award nominated Behind the Baller podcast coming to you live and direct from the city of Angels. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble. A.K.A. The Wash Lord, A.K.A. The Korean Harry Higgs, A.K.A. Odessu, Old Boy, A.K.A. The Forrest Gump of Hip Hop. Man, man, it feels good to kind of be back on this mic because I have been on here in a while and I've never, I don't think I've gone this long except when I went through that one little break. And it's been a motherfucking year, y'all. By the way, my bad, that is my guy right there, Illegal Cartel on the soundtrack, the original track. Um, we haven't done a remix of it yet. It's a classic. Let's leave it alone. Y'all, we are three plus years and counting. This show is brought to you by none other than the almighty Dust Brothers production. That's motherfucking Miles Davis, Jordan Winter, um, original music from Lakey Inspired. And yeah, guys, it's 2023. Happy New Year. Yo, let's get this motherfucking show started. Man, I mean, I planned on giving you guys an episode on Thursday to bring in the new year. Man, you know what, man? The only good thing besides my family of 2022 has been golf. That's it, period. Mindset and golf, and those are priceless things, right? Um, Fuck 2022. That's a mulligan right there. That year is a mulligan. That shit's getting crossed off, homie. That's... You know, the golf thing is, is definitely valid, but I'm, yo, look, I was supposed to be in New, in, in New York. The fuck my man, bro. I am out of it. It is early. Um, kids are on vacation. They acting up. I was supposed to be in San Francisco for six days. Was it? My bad. Six nights and seven days. Okay. We ended up being there for 11 days in that motherfucker. 10 days. 11 days and 10 evenings. Okay, we was going to end up being there for longer. I fucked around, took the initiative and said, fuck this. And, um, you know, busted a move. So we'll get into that in a second. But, man, Southwest really fucked us. And you know what? The beautiful thing is only a few people had commented about the Southwest thing. And I talk about that on the podcast. You guys who listen, you guys know what the deal is. If I'm going to San Francisco or Las Vegas, I don't really give a fuck. Sacramento, Phoenix, shit like that. Like anything right there in that hour, hour 15 range. Yo, Southwest is the shit. Pack my clubs up. Ain't no drama. Never had an issue. Never really had an issue. Never had a flight canceled on Southwest. And I've flown at least couple hundred times on Southwest. I've been going there since I was a kid. Since I was going to the Bay, going on a recruiting trip. I think I flew, I flew Southwest on my recruiting trip to Cal. Okay? 
But yeah, no one really commented on it. But yo, they really fucked up. And I found out some internal shit, I guess, from some people. And then I read some stuff about it. But if you didn't know, Southwest canceled like 6,000 flights within a three-day period. It was even more than that, maybe 7,000. And on the day they canceled, like, what day was the day that they fucking started? Hold on one second, y'all. I'm going to check this out real quick. December, what was it? The 26th and 27th. 26th is when shit started getting canceled, right? They had some kind of flaw in their internal app on when they were supposed to, you know, how, how like employees and, and staff were to communicate with each other. And on the 26th, like 2,000 something flights were canceled, which is insane, okay? There's bad weather, there's other shit that was fucked up, but look, United had 200 flights canceled and they were second. So when you're talking about 2,000 something, y'all, that is fucking in, insane. And they lost over half a billion dollars because of this fucking fiasco with the canceled flights, getting shit back in order and all that other stuff. So it fucked our whole shit up. And the thing is, normally, I don't trip. Now, if we're in Paris, in London, somewhere exotic, minus the Philippines, because my wife be tripping when we go there, she wouldn't have said shit. She wouldn't have gave a fuck. The kids, they were chilling. They were, they were having the best time. They didn't give a fuck. Me, I was good until I realized I was missing golf. I know that sounds crazy, but I promised I wouldn't bring my clubs. And if I had my clubs there, I wouldn't give a fuck. I would have flew my wife home. I'd have been like, yo, listen here. Go ahead, you know, on, on the whatever. Um, there was no flights. Our flight was the 27th to come home at evening, right? Ain't worrying about checking out in the hotel at a checkout time, nothing. We had an evening flight. We were chilling. Had a rental car, rented a minivan. And, um, you know, I didn't have my clubs. I was about to go to the PGA Tour Superstore in the South Bay and go buy some clubs and return those motherfuckers because they do 90-day, you know, 90-day whatever uh, returns and just play. But I was like, oh, my shit's fitted. Like, I'm... But at the same time, my coach is like, look, you need a break. And we're not going to get into that. But if I had my clubs, I would have chilled. And we're going to talk about San Francisco. It was a great time. I, man, it was, shit was incredible. But I found one um, airline. It was Delta. Delta had an SFO to LAX. And my car was in valet at Burbank. Had an SFO to LAX. Six economy seats. So that's two rows. For $13,000. It was like $12,800 after tax. I couldn't do it. It was deep, but it wasn't that deep. Right? Because a PJ would have been cheaper. Right? PJ, I could have probably got a PJ for like four bands. And I looked. There was nothing. Everything was fucked up. The roads were fucked up. Everything. There was nothing. There wasn't shit. Now people were like, oh, five. No, no, dog. We had to get an extra seat. So, um... That sucked. And um, we ended up staying, you know, a couple days extra. The only flight I was able to get back was on New Year's Eve. And then that got canceled. And that flight was at 6, 10 a.m. Now, the problem is the fucking rental company doesn't even fucking open until 6 a.m. Now, you know, I got to be at the motherfucking gate by like 5.20, 5.30, right? I got to check my gun in. 
all that other shit in SFO, the, that's the only airport where Vegas don't trip, fucking um, Texas and other places, they don't give a fuck. San Francisco, they actually go through the TSA shit. They open it up, make sure there's no motherfucking bullets inside the rounds. I'm inside, there's no rounds inside the magazines, you know, that the shit is clear, that it's in a TSA carry locked case, all that shit. They check everything. So it just wasn't going to happen. Now, the crazy part was it got canceled. I knew it get canceled. I didn't know it was going to get canceled. I mean, I knew it was going to get canceled, but we didn't even know it got canceled until we were already back in LA. So the rental car that we had, they weren't going to let us drive the car back to LA. And I had called three times. It was impossible because they had no cars. There were no cars. People were renting cars. It's not really that bad. The thing is, it started raining. It started getting kind of ugly. So the grapevine was fucked up. Now, you know, it's normally about a five and a half hour, six hour drive in a minivan with kids. Nah. Nah, man. It wasn't the worst drive we had. When was that last? We had a really bad drive one year. I think that was three years ago, 2019. We had to go through Santa Barbara, like city streets. We had to go through shit. There was a couple accidents. It took us like eight or nine hours to get home. And to tell you the truth, for some reason, I wasn't really tripping. Like, it's weird. Like, I'm doing better. I have more money than I did, you know, each year, whatever, but just like different things. And um, it, it was just a, a fucked up situation. This time, it took about seven and a half, almost eight hours. But there was an accident. We were able to get away from that. Had to stop three times. My wife drove for a little bit, so I took a little bit of a nap. That felt good. She was smashing, by the way. Nicolette was driving fucking 85, 90. Now, when we're in a minivan, if we're in a regular car that felt like if we were in her car, she might have been doing 110 in that bitch. I was just trying to drive cool because I didn't really like, uh, just with the kids in the car, I don't, it, in a minivan, it's different. We in one of my whips or her whip, different story. But um, Kaya threw up, Ryder threw up, had to stop and get food. I had to stop and take a shit too much information, sorry, but I had to tell you guys and keep I keep it transparent on here. But we drove home and they wanted $1,300 to return the car. But I was like, you know what? That ain't even that bad. I'm gonna make Southwest pay for it. So the crazy part was Southwest refunded my entire flight, the round trip, gave each one of us $200, that's $1,200 in vouchers, which is cool. Plus they refunded the trip. Then they paid for the rental car so, I mean, really, it was cool. It was just, you know, the kids wanted to stay. And um, I had a great time out there. So let's talk about that. You know what? We go every year, except for the, you know, we haven't been in three years. We haven't been since Christmas 2019, right? So 2021, that shit was canceled because of COVID and that other stuff. And, you know, Nick's family's up there. But that family gathering for the Laxon family, that shit restored faith in Christmas, in family, in love. Man, it was a trip seeing like Nicolette's family, like the younger kids and stuff, how tall they are and how much they've grown. And then thinking about, damn, how much London had grown, just looking at old pictures and thinking about what it was like when we were there last time. And um, the kids, they just had a fucking amazing time. I actually got a little bit sick while I was out there. So I wasn't feeling a hundred, but 
I was just, you know, I was just holding it down together. But there's a couple people who got sick. I think Lena was a little sick before there, and then Ryder got a little sick after. But I think it was me. My father-in-law got a little bit, a couple other people. But, you know, it was lit. It was really chill. Not as crazy it used to be back in 2010 and 2011 and 12, 13, 14 and all that shit. But, you know, they celebrate Noche Buena. Noche Buena. My bad, y'all. Um, where we do Christmas at midnight, right? Spanish style. And there was gifts like motherfucker. London Ryder got two boy cousins out there. They hung out. They had a fucking blast. I had one drink. Did some mushrooms out there, some, you know, some microdosing. And um, I love Nicolette's family. Every single fucking person in her family is in her family is deep. She got like 40, 50 people in her family out there. So we was out there deep. And uh it was just a good ass time. Obviously, we had motherfucking, you know, Filipino food, Lumpia. Um, what the fuck? Why am I drawing a fuck? Why the fuck am I drawing a goddamn? What the fuck is my favorite? Salpicao, everything you can think of. There was, was Filipino food. Come on, man. It's Filipinos. You know the deal. Drinking, chilling. It was cold out there. But for some reason, I wasn't really tripping on the weather this time, which is weird. I don't know if it was because I was hot and I was feeling sick, but I didn't have a fever. I just had a really bad sore throat. And, um, you know, the family shit was amazing. I took the kids to the zoo. Ryder has been begging me for this chimpanzee, I'm sorry, orangutan stuffed animal for seven months. And his memory is like beyond elephant level. He, he's just wanted to go there so bad. And London and Kai really wanted to go. We go to the zoo and it's just like, Nicolette had not been yet. And Ryder's like, I can't wait till we go to the Leaping Lemur Cafe. Let me tell you something. San Diego Zoo was probably the, the best zoo in, in the country, right? But as far as like clean and like, like beautiful, San Francisco Zoo destroys LA Zoo. LA Zoo is fucking pathetic. It's actually really bad. Now, the only thing is during the, during the winter, it is cold in San Francisco. So a lot of animals are hibernating, like the bears and shit and things like that. But the level of food at their cafe, everything's organic. They have grass-fed burgers. They got fucking, you know, Vicky's chips and all that crazy other shit. You know what I mean? Like there's no straws there. There's no caps. The fucking pizza is good. The motherfucking chicken sandwiches are good that they're using fucking organic chicken or, you know, free range chicken, all that shit and everything. And even the snacks are good. They had fucking, um, white claws and stuff and alcohol, which is a trip, but the zoo was just a, a good time. I wanted to take them to the aquarium. We were going to go the day that we left, but I just got fed up. I was like, fuck this. Let's just fucking go. And Nicholas like, thank God. But I was actually starting to go crazy because I kept just wanting to play golf and I needed to ease up and I got it. But that first five, six days went by super fast and um, it was lit, man. Um, I had a, a subscriber. So what do you want to call it? I had a subscriber meetup, San Francisco subscriber meetup. We did a coffee meetup at this place called Bluestone and it's inside a hotel and it was a really nice coffee shop inside a dope ass boutique hotel and I didn't expect it to be that cool, but I wasn't going to do that shit at a Starbucks, nothing. I wouldn't do it at my place because my wife and everybody was there. But I got to meet 
12 subscribers that really chill. One of the dudes is a BTB Army OG. I met up with him before. Marquise, good dude. Just solid motherfucking dude. Actually, funny thing is he's he's a... Is Marquise married? I forgot. Young cat. Now I don't think he's not married, but he dates a Filipino girl. So I was like, he knows what time it is. He's from Jersey. Just a cool ass dude. I would love to kick it with him more. Um, and I, it just is, I'm not trying to meet anybody. I'm not trying to have friends. I don't need any friends. But I met some really great people through this podcast and through social media, through people who actually support, you know, my journey and everything I've been doing. But we had a meeting, you know what I'm saying? We sat down and kicked it. This dude, Polo Ness. He cracks me up, man. All these motherfuckers is Niner fans, which is all good. I don't give a fuck. But, you know, we had some coffee. I made sure, obviously, I paid for everyone's coffee. This dude, Jovan, brought more than a dozen donuts. He brought all kinds of shit. People brought me some gifts. They're very kind. Thank you guys for bringing me the gifts. I'm sorry if I forget names. But it was a real chill time. I only had an hour with them because I forgot what the fuck I had to do. And then we did a really quick um, movie meetup. And uh, my favorite movie theater is the Metreon in downtown San Francisco. Now, my favorite theater in LA was obviously the Panorama Dome, Cinerama Dome, sorry, and the Arc Lights. But, you know, there's a couple theaters that, that I can fuck with in LA. Like, I don't mind the Americana, I don't mind the Grove, but like, the Arc Light is just, is really, there was this one place called Five Star Cinema in Glendale that was just incredible. They used to have fucking bottle service, full-blown restaurant food, everything. It was literally the nicest theater, recliner seats, everything. But the Metreon in San Francisco is top tier, period. Their IMAX theater is crazy. They got the recliners. They got the food. They got boba downstairs. They have a motherfucking Donburi ramen udon vending machine. I shit you not. I posted it on my stories. You could go there type in what kind of food you want, Japanese food, and it comes out in a motherfucking vending machine. This shit was crazy. There's good food down, there's Korean food, there's all kinds of shit in the food court. They obviously don't want you to bring food into the theater, but like you can get a boba, get you some shit. And um, three people only, so four of us total, got four recliners, reserve seats, went to go see that Whitney Houston movie, I want to dance with somebody. I'm going to talk about that after. But I just had a great fucking time out there, man. It was just really good. San Francisco was chill. The weather was fucked up. But I, again, I didn't care. You know, thank you again, by the way, guys, everyone for the Starbucks gift cards. I really do appreciate it. It was just, um, it, it was just, it was fucking amazing. It was really, really good. What else is there? Oh yeah, man, shit. We hit the Dave and Busters. The Yang Gang, Laxon Gang, went to Dave and Busters in Concord, California. And guys, I have been to a lot of Dave & Buster's in my life. Okay, that new Long Beach one is definitely like, it's it's lit. I ain't gonna lie to you. San Diego Mission Valley is probably one of the biggest. It's a mega, it's a superstore. But it's, you know, it's a little rundown. I like it. it I, have, I have my own little shit that I like there. But this Dave & Buster's in Concord, California is fucking huge. And it is impeccable. It is clean. Shout out to the management. Shout out to all the employees. This place is fucking the shit. I, now look, people are like, oh man, you bragging about Dave Buster's food? I ain't bragging about Dave Buster's food. Now I've never been to Chili's or Applebee's, but I've been to Denny's. And I'll tell you that this kitchen's a lot better. And in, in the last couple of years, they really stepped it up. Shout out to my dude Popeye and the whole Dave Buster's, you know, corporation. But I got a ribeye steak and that motherfucker was all right. 
Like it was three star, four star Vegas hotel. All right. It was that good. Okay. We got a gang of food, the nachos, the motherfucking tempura, uh, color flowers lit. Food was good. Drinks were good. We had a fucking blast. We were in there for fucking four and a half hours. I think five. We were there for a long ass time. Kids got to win and do some shit. Ryder got a bunch of points. My boy Popeye hooked him up. He got a fucking brand new Oculus for Christmas. That motherfucker cost like five hundred something dollars at least. It's like five hundred, I think, whatever. But you know, we were in there lit. It was a great fucking time. If you're in the Bay Area, you're in the East Bay, and you want to go out and have drinks, watch a football game, watch a basketball game, play some arcade games, and get your nostalgia on. Look, hit up Dave and Buster's in Concord. It was really, really fucking good. Okay, like, man, like, really, really, really good. Oh, yeah, man. You know what? Uh, people hit me up like, oh, you got any New Year's resolutions? I don't, right? That, that, that's not golf related. No, I don't. You know, I'm tired of people saying, oh, New Year, new me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut the fuck up. Fuck you. Look, you can start over today. You can start over tomorrow. You can start over any day of the year. But just lock the fuck in and be serious about shit. That's it. Ain't really like, you know, anything else. I mean, happy new year. I mean, I do want a fresh slate. I do want to, you know, bring in new vibes. I'm still the same dude. I'm still going to be a dick. Obviously, I, I've mellowed out a lot. I'm, I'm a lot nicer. But it is a new year. I don't know what to expect. There's a lot of negative energy that went in with 2022. You can't really just flush that down the toilet. You could metaphorically in your, in your head methodically be like, all right, this is gone, boom. And you should be that way with any negative vibes. But I'm a little too in tune with what's going on in the world. And I don't mean by social media and whatever else. I'm talking about shit that matters. And our economy is a little fucked up right now. So, you know, I'm batting down the hatches a little bit. You know, we have a major, major, major Europe trip this year that's going on. I'm going to be traveling a lot but I'm going to be working a lot less. We got PAR 3 launching real soon, possibly at the end of this month, most likely next month. And I got my 50th fucking birthday in just about three weeks, a little over three weeks, my 50th. Now, we're going to get into that in a little bit, you know, but talking about the economy, you know, I just, I'm trying to be a little kind with what's going on. Once again, guys, if I got 750 subscribers paying $3, okay, and Meta, Facebook, whatever the fuck it is, they take some of that money, right? So if you think about that, it's 750 times three is $2,250, okay? They probably take about four or 500 bucks of that, okay? 1,700, okay? Now, let's just say for Dave and Buster's when we go out one time, and I do that every month, 750 bucks easily, right? Then there's other things that I do. Ain't no money. I'm not making any money on that shit. It's just literally just to occupy my time. Just going through DMs right now. I've actually, I'm struggling right now through the DMs just because it's so bad, you know, with um, Instagram especially. Twitter's not so bad, but the Twitter situation is dope. It's different things. And again, I really do appreciate everybody who does. And one perk is there is access. There is different things. There is different conversation, right? 
I ain't talking about 10, I ain't talking about 15, I'm not talking about 20, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about $3. That is less than a fucking regular coffee. Not a latte, not espresso. A regular coffee at Starbucks costs more than that. For a month of game, extra shit, access, the whole nine, look, it's a fucking bargain. Plus, I follow you back, right? You unfollow, I will follow you. That's what it is. But it's a little nasty right now. Minimum wage in Texas is $7.25 fucking cents. All right? Now, taxes in Texas, totally different. Let's just take taxes the fuck out of the whole equation. Not for the rest of us, but people in Texas, okay? Let's say you work 40 hours full-time. Let's say you're 20 years old, okay? That's $290 a week, all right? Multiply it times four, that's less than $1,200. And that's full-time. That's eight hours a day, five days a week. You make $1,200 fucking dollars in a month. Maybe you get some overtime, I don't know. Now, I know for damn sure, even with the roommate, you're not getting no fucking decent apartment. You're living in a fucking fucked up area for that. And I know the cost of living is definitely cheaper in Texas. I'm just saying, what about eating? What about gas? What about clothes? What about this? It's fucked up right now in certain states. It's a goddamn shame. I ain't gonna lie to you. You ain't gonna hear me talk about politics on here. And we're gonna get into it. I'm so sick of hearing about shit, political shit. I don't, I don't, I don't wanna get into it. Oh, this, oh yeah, um, Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic from the Dallas Mavericks. Oh yeah, he's dope, man. He's good. Oh, he's killing it. Yeah, you know what? Oh man, you know what though? I think he's a Democrat. Why the fuck do y'all care so much? That shit aggravates the fuck out of me. Everything is something about, oh, politics here. Golf. Even the PGA for the first time, there's politics involved. The live tour. Saudis, this, Ukraine. Like, it's wild as fuck. And that's another reason why I say I'm just kind of in the middle. Right? I'm not really left. I'm not really right. It's just fucking insane. And, you know, I think about it all. And the last time I could think of somebody like who was a prominent figure that didn't give a fuck either way was Mr. Rogers. Right? And that's way before y'all time. But he didn't give a fuck. If anything, he tried to break it. And sometimes, you know, especially when there was like racism going on and things and whatever, he'd have a black guy on the show. It's just fucking crazy. But like, all this shit is about like, woke. And I think I did mention this. I hate the fact that goofy ass fucking Republicans and fucking, maybe some Democrats, they took a hip hop hood term, like woke, stay woke, and made it a political goofy ass term. That shit is corny as fuck. Andrew Tate got arrested, right? People are asking me, yo, what the fuck? You know, what do we think about Andrew Tate? Honestly, I don't give a fuck. But why the fuck would I care? Now, if he was human trafficking, if he was laundering money, then yeah, he should go to jail. You know, you know, there's people who always say, you know, there's guys who've been in hood motherfuckers who've done time and like, let's say someone killed their mother. Someone kills their mother. And I hear dudes like Casanova. He's a, he's a real gangster. Casanova's like, I don't wish jail upon nobody. Man, you fucking tripping, bro. Yes, jail's horrible. Terrible fucking place. Nowhere no one wants to fucking be. 
Not saying you could be a hateful person, but you know what? To say you don't wish it upon anybody, especially the worst enemy in this, that, whatever. I mean, again, good for you, man. What the fuck are you doing in the streets then? You know? Chandler ain't supposed to be nice. You fucking up, that's where you're supposed to go. Right? Now, back to Andrew Tate. What's my opinion on it? Look, dude's a smart guy. It's obviously pretty intelligent. It's well-versed. He does say some really stupid-ass shit sometimes. What person that you're friends with doesn't say stupid shit? I'm friends with people who are friends with Donald Trump. I don't like that cocksucker. You have to have diversity in your circle, man. I have a very small circle. I'm just talking about acquaintances and people like that. You know, I'll loosely call them friends here just to say it for reference on the podcast. But if you don't have friends or people that say stupid things every so often, man, it's like, and and again, if it bothers you that much, then yeah, then fuck away from it. But you shouldn't let it occupy that much space in your brain and your energy and take up your whole life. Like, I don't like the Niners. You think like I want someone on the Niners to die? Like, you know what I'm saying? 60% of my entire fan base are Niner fans. Maybe even more, to tell you the truth. You think I want you motherfuckers to have heart? Like, no. Like, I enjoy trolling and whatever. I don't really like the fan base, whatever. Not the ones that live in the band to my other ones. But like, it ain't that deep. Right? The sheep that follow Andrew Tate and follow anybody too deep. It's weird. I'm all for supporting people. Defending someone you don't know at all, that's weird to me. Okay? Now, some of y'all don't know me. Maybe you defend me. I doubt it. I don't really ask for it. Very rarely do I ever ask you guys to do anything. Last night, I posted a, um, a little video because I started getting a lot of DMs. And people are like, yo, man, you just really in this golf shit. Like, dog, man, what's up with the cars, blah, blah, whatever. And I posted a couple car videos just to throw some, you know, some old school shit. Yeah, yeah, you know, I had a lot of shit. I used to have some fresh cars, yeah. Still got some cool cars. I just don't really care anymore. And this dude said, man, ain't nobody give a fuck. You, man, let that old life go, man. You ain't about that. Dog, you really have, no, you missed the point completely. I'm not about that old life. I don't want it back. I'm not trying to be the old Ben. That old Ben is gone. Like, you know, the husband, father, golfer Ben is here. The podcaster is here. You ain't going that. I'm not with that street shit and none of that shit. I don't give a fuck. Protection of my family, that, that's, yes, that's me. Okay? Crazy bear, man on fire, you know, equalizer, yeah, that's me. Still be washed up and still be kind of cool. But I asked my subscribers last night to like a comment of me replying to that dude. And I said, I barely ask him. I don't ask you guys to go, hey, go to this guy's page and put leave a clown emoji or some other shit. Maybe I would on some fun stuff, but it was cool to ask you guys to do something for me. Now back to Tate. He did get kind of owned by this 19-year-old, the 20-year-old chick who's like, whatever, Greta something. I don't give a fuck about that bitch either. Now, all her fake-ass work that she's doing too, am I discrediting it? To a certain extent, yes, I am. It's way too much praise for some basic-ass shit. And people want to find something like, oh, cool, yeah, you know, I'm so 
fucking tired of motherfuckers defending someone just because they're ugly, just because they're gay, just because they're black, just because they're Asian, just because they have one leg. I don't know, man. I'm just, yo, like, fuck. We need to restore some, people need to get tougher in life. It, I don't know if so, man, if they got rid of the internet completely, yo, it might be fucking amazing. It would be an inconvenience for sure, but it'd also be amazing. Just like I talked about the fact that, yeah, I love my guns. I love having guns. If you, you guys took my guns away, I would not give a fuck. Wouldn't be that big of a deal. It's fine. Take my guns away. Cool. Take everyone else's guns away too. I'm not tripping. People freak out so much about that. I love my iPhone. It's a computer to me. Handles everything. I book reservations. I book golf tee times. You know, I buy things on there. I communicate with people on there. Cool. Now, if they took away social media, I'd still have people's contacts. I'd still be able to call people. I still call people on the phone. I still talk to people on the phone. I'd still have this podcast. There'd be other things. I'm just saying, like, some of that shit, man, some motherfuckers need to get a fucking, a cleansing. I know exactly how much time I spend on IG. It's probably like three hours a day, right? I'm talking about the motherfuckers that spend like eight to 12 hours a day on there. Like, yo, what the fuck? But back to Andrew Tate. He gets owned by this chick, Greta. He brags about the cars and everything that's going on. And I'll be honest with you, that was a corny ass tweet. That was corny. One. Number two, flexing on a 19-year-old chick corny okay and again I agree with dude whatever you know he's a badass he's can kick some ass he's got bread he's got bitches all that other shit cool great I'm not hating on dude she came back with the tweet everyone knows small dick energy little dick energy whatever the fuck it was at whatever.com and uh, it was all right. I just think there's a lot more goofy people in the world than there are actual cool people and people just, you know, drove to it because, you know, he's this misogynist poster boy, all this other crazy shit. But then you got this goofy-ass motherfucker, Jake Shields, who is a fucking, just a, a cornball, right? He's real tough on Twitter. And he has an MMA fighter and cool. But I remember meeting this dude and he shook my hand and it was the softest, softest, sus handshake ever. And the crazy part is I even know, he asked Nicolette on a date like many years ago. It was weird. She had told me whatever. I'm sure she's going to be pissed off that she knew this, that I said this on the podcast. But he's just turned into this crazy ass opposite figure of Alyssa Milano. Not necessarily on the Republican side, but like I'm not queuing on, like just on some fake, anti-vaxxer type shit. Just a weirdo. He's a vegan, whatever. It's just like, and he said some shit that was kind of funny. He was like, all right, cool. When are you guys going to fuck? Meaning Greta and, and Andrew Tate. And I thought that was fucking funny. Right? Because I have a sense of humor. I'm not sensitive. And people are like, you guys are disgusting. You know, she's just a kid and da-da-da-da, this and that, whatever. And I'm like, yo, how J, I must be the most open-minded motherfucking person in the world. Because Andrew Tate's 36 and that girl's 20. So 16 years in age, is it terrible? Terrible is a strong word. Would you let your daughter date somebody who's 16 years? You know what? 
again, at 20, I don't think my daughter would really understand how to know whatever, but I'm just saying there's girls out there who are fast as shit. Okay. When I think of someone like Kaya Gerber, for instance, she's been going to Paris and going on trips and she was 14 by herself. She's going out to clubs, she's hanging out, whatever. And she's like barely 21 now. But I could see Kai Gerber dating somebody who's 35, 38, 40 years old. It's because she lives in a different world. I'm just saying, this girl probably thinks she's the most mature person in the world. And, you know, I don't know a whole lot about this Greta chick, but I thought it was fucking funny. But you know what? She is an adult at the end of the day. So no one's going to fucking jail for this shit. They're like, oh, pedophilia much and blah, 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 whatever. And it's just, everyone, it's just like, there are, there must be bots. I'm not into conspiracy theories, but there must be bots. Because you see the same fucking regurgitated replies silly ass shit, the same defending people, people defending him and it's just fucking lame as fuck, right? Now, if he gets arrested, I mean, if, if he gets convicted of this, you know, will we know anything? No, because it's fucking Romania. Now, the stupid thing is he had called certain things out. Now, was it a genius? I don't think so. At a certain point, when you know you're doing fucked up shit, you might put the seat out there just because like, you know what I'm saying? You know, oh, well, shit, man, you know, this might happen. You know, you're saying you're doing bad shit. And it kind of leaves yourself open a little bit. In a way, you're snitching on yourself, right? And he said, oh, they're going to they're gonna take me down. They're going to censor me, this, this, and this, and blah, 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 whatever. Another thing that was the lamest fucking thing in the world is what color is your Bugatti? Shut the fuck up, bro. That's corny, dog, right? Because obviously I can afford to get a Bugatti. It's just, it's fucking corny. And then there's the dudes where, you know, like fucking, uh, the fuck's that dumbass scam, scammer dude's name? Jan Grant Cardone. Who said he was making fun of people who make $400,000 a year. Like there's people out there who are decent ass people that don't make that. Teachers, you know, fucking city workers, people like that, great people. Fuck is wrong with you, bro? But like, this whole Tate situation, it's like no one's gonna ever know. And people don't understand, again, we're going back to this court shit. I don't know how the justice system works out there. But he had claimed that they don't arrest people for rape out there and certain things and whatever. Nobody knows what actually is going the fuck on. I mean, there's a little bit of information out there. They said they're going to detain him for 30 days. I don't care. And I don't want to talk about it anymore. But I wanted to break it down because I don't want people to think like, oh, well, you know, are you hating on my I'm not jealous of anybody, like in the world. But... I did want to address that. I heard the dude speak. He's articulate. He's highly intelligent. He's probably read. He said he hasn't read anything before. So he's stupid. But then he sells a book that he published. Like, the fuck are you saying, bro? It's just the hypocritical shit. I do think that the more I am hearing more things, people say, taking things out of context. And I'd said this before. When you take shit out of context, it's dangerous. And it's happened to me before, so I get in. It's frustrating when someone say, oh, well, this guy doesn't like Asians or whatever. They don't even fucking know where the conversation's coming from and where it could be right or whatever. You could see somebody be like, oh, man, that guy, fuck that guy. He's a murderer. He killed somebody. What's the entire context? Oh, both his daughters were killed by that person he killed. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying I can understand. There's context always. But the more and more I hear dudes speak now, because you can't avoid it, it's here and there. And I've, I block a lot of pages that, you know, if there's a chick that, whatever, just a super thirsty fucking Asian model comes pulls up on my explore page, I'll block it. It's not that I don't like whatever, I just don't want to see shit. I just don't want it. You know, cool. And the algorithms still pull and try to pull somebody else out of there. It's cool. I'll block them all. 
But like, I just ain't trying to see any more of the content of dude. It's fine. But I've heard quite a bit. I've heard his two-hour interview on, on Full Send and whatever. The more I hear dude talk, the more I realize that he's definitely doing some shit for attention. Okay, it's over with that. Damn, we are 40 minutes in and we haven't got to the break yet, y'all. You motherfuckers are getting a fucking earful today. Real quick, Tory Lanez, this trial. I didn't speak about it much before. I had said what I said. I thought it was guilty off the jump. Phone call is out there now. Phone conversation from jail has been leaked. And some people say, it doesn't say anything. Listen, man, <laughs> on a reasonable doubt, I think it does. And, you know, there's certain things that lawyers, really good lawyers, they think that certain things, as far as justice goes, they don't understand how the system works when it comes to juries because it don't fucking matter all you can do is present a great defense or a great prosecution. And you go out there and be damn good and win a jury over. And that's your job. After that, it don't matter. Now, is it right? Maybe. Is it wrong? Maybe. It's, it's out of your hands at that point. And now, it gets tricky with the law. You know? Say, hey, what are the charges? Well, the charges are, you know, Mr. Miller is being charged of getting to a 7-Eleven between 7 and 10 a.m. and breaking the windows, okay? And then stealing from the 7-Eleven somewhere between 9.45 and 9.55 a.m. Okay, cool. So it's two charges, right? Now the jury gets it. The defense presents everything, whatever, boom. And now let's say the evidence comes out and Mr. Miller was at 7-Eleven at 11 a.m. on the dot. And then he robbed the, the, the 7-Eleven at 11.04 a.m. Now, the way the attorneys look at it, be like, well, the charges, did he get arrested at this time? He didn't commit the crime. That's, that's not what he's being charged for. Shut the fuck up, dog. I know in a way there's that weird ass shit where people avoid the law and there's little charges in this and there was three charges having a firearm that was, you know, discharging a firearm and actually shooting somebody. And like that dude, Lawyers for Workers, who's been on this podcast before, he's like, man, it wasn't the things I get, thought he'd get two, but now he's looking at 22 years. Look, I'm not saying that, you know, it was fair to get fucking that much time. But yo, if you broke the law, you broke the fucking law, man. Period trying to jump around little loopholes and shit. And trust me, I would try to too. But if you don't, fuck it. Go fight it. Cool. Now who the biggest piece of shit in this whole thing is, is that girl Kelsey. She needs to go to fucking jail for perjury and for a whole bunch of other shit. So if anything, she needs to be, her ass needs to be locked up. At the end of the day, people thought Megan was lying. Thing is, I never thought she was lying. That it's very difficult about what you can talk about. I don't even know if she'll talk about it now. Maybe she might get a bag and talk about it. I don't know. At the end of the day, she got shot. Whoever the fuck did it, whether it be Kelsey or if it was Tori. There was evidence showing that Tori shot some shots off. Maybe he didn't mean to shoot her. It don't matter. She got shot. And I have been in this exact fucking situation before. Somebody got shot with my fucking gun. This is a fact. This is a true story. 
Somebody got shot with my gun and there was an illegal discharge of a firearm that was being charged and it was about to be with me. But the only thing is I wasn't handling the gun and it was an honest mistake. Crazy part about it was somebody got fucking shot and ended up in the hospital. TMZ thought I was getting robbed. Thank God they didn't run the story. But I'm just saying, I understand a very similar situation. It was just very low key. And thank fucking God I knew the DA and the case got thrown the fuck out. I'm not going to get too much more into detail, but I understand the situation a lot better than other people do. It just involved different things. There was no backstory. There was nothing else. There was a story and that's all it is. There was no two sides of a story. There was one side and that's where it was. Thank God it was behind me now. But at the end of the day, this dude's attorney, my friend's attorney, was going to try to have him tell me some shit so I'd get in trouble. I was like, no, 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 you're tripping, homie. That ain't my fault, dog. Sorry, bro. And it got to that weird point. Thank God I was able to get past all that shit. And if they could have dropped everything, I think they'd have been cool. Maybe they did some songs about it or something. If they could have figured it out and the police didn't get it or whatever, it had been thrown out. All right, cool. Thing is, Megan got shot. She may not even know really if it was intentional or not. Bottom line, she did and it was fucked up and she dealt with all kinds of bullshit and it's fucking over with. So, he gets fucking sentenced on my birthday. Don't really care. But, yeah, man. It's fucking crazy. Um, rest in peace to Keenan Cahill. Little YouTuber, content maker. He's a kid, he had a, a disease. 27-year-old, passed away last week. I met him right around the time he was actually bubbling up. Did a really famous video with uh, 50 Cent. It was really cool. Sweet kid, great kid. He passed away, man. Rest in peace, Keenan. You, you were a gem. Great kid. It was wild. He wanted to get a chain. He wanted to make some content with me. But um, I don't know, man. Man, shit's crazy, man. Vivian Westwood passed away. I don't know if some of y'all know his big fashion person, but Pele passed away. And that was a big part of my childhood. And, and uh, we'll talk about that um, after the break. There was something else I wanted to get into, man. But you know what? We got to take a fucking break. We're almost a fucking, we're almost 50 minutes right now. Let, let's pay some bills. Let's get to a commercial break. And uh, I'll be right back with the rest of it. You know sports, and you pick winners all the time. So why not get paid for them at MyBookie? MyBookie has the biggest online selection of odds and contests for all your sports betting needs, anytime, anywhere. Bet on NFL, NCAA, or swing for the fences with the brand new money bag. The MyBookie money bag is a one-of-a-kind opportunity to spin for crazy odds on props and futures. Just place your bet, spin the wheel, and get ready for some epic odds on the best teams, athletes, and events. Sign up for free, use promo code BENBALLER, and claim a deposit match of any amount up to $1,000. Again, that's promo code BENBALLER to claim your deposit and give yourself the competitive edge. It's not just sportsbook, it's a community. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. What's up, man? We're back. 
it's been a long fucking time since I had this much to talk about. You know what I'm saying? I missed two episodes, so we uh, I had a lot of a lot of shit to get off my chest. You know, it's a new year. Thought I'd give you guys a, a listen. Um, I mean, something to listen to, right? So if you didn't know, if you live in the state of California, vapes are banned for good, right? Um, you could smoke vapes. We have them. You know what I'm saying? You just can't buy them. They're legal to sell now. What's crazy is any flavored tobacco is a wrap, even menthol. So Newports are gone. Menthol, Camel, Marlboros, I don't smoke cigarettes, but that's a wrap. You can't go to Costco. You can't go to a gas station. You can't go to a liquor store. can't do none of that shit. That shit is a wrap. And I've been smoking this vape pen for about six months. I was trying Elf Bars. I was trying Flume. I tried uh, Vibes there, which I liked a lot, but it just wasn't giving me that nicotine, like that little buzz, right? And it all started from fucking Jordan's fucking bachelor party. I was at Tootsie's inside a strip club, and I was like, fuck this. Got one, decided to hit it. Decided to smoke a cigarette, too. And I was like, yo, this shit is all right, man. It was crazy. It's obviously addicting. Um, but, uh, you know, there's a brand called Hype Bar Max Flow. And I love this pen. This is the best one out of everything I've tried. Supposed to last you like almost up to two weeks, you know, whatever, depending on how bad you, but like, you know, I hit this motherfucker all day long. So I'd say like a good four to five days is really when you get the max, like real usage out of it. And they're probably like 20 bucks a pen or so. They get expensive, you know, but I have way worse habits than that. So, you know, this is like, it's replaced it, which is not necessarily good. Right. But anyways, it's chill me out a lot. And, um, I had bought like 20 before and I was like, well, I don't know where the fuck I'm going to figure this out. But I contacted the company even said, you know, whatever. I'm not trying to do no goddamn ad for fucking vapes for money. Just obviously I don't want to promote anybody doing this. But one of my super followers happened to be a Korean dude. Subscribers, BTB Army, the whole nine. His name is Jacob. He has a shop in the OC and um, he had messaged me. He's like, yo, I can get these bars for you for the low. And Generally, I've, of course, I could have been like, all right, well, you know, shit, give me a few bands. Give me like two, three Gs to post something on my story or something on the Twitter or whatever. And I was like, you know, I'm going to do good and show dudes some love because it must be tough for people who own smoke shops right now because there's a smoke shop on every fucking block almost. And their shelves are empty now. They're bare. And I'm sure they're doing some, you know, legal shit here and there. Who That's any my job to police that. I just know that I appreciate BTB Army member Jacob Kwan for hooking me up with uh, five boxes of, uh, of these vape pants. So I'm good for the year. And then hopefully even after that, I'm fucking done, right? Like I shouldn't be doing that shit anymore. But it was funny because when you get life insurance, there is a, a health check, right? Depending, especially at my age, there's just motherfuckers are dying younger than me, whatever, for, from just not necessarily natural causes, but just there's all kinds of shit, knock on wood. And, um, there's this guy who sells life insurance and then there's a guy who I know who buys life insurance from people. And what he does is he makes them go see a certain doctor and that doctor does a full thorough health check on the person and they do a real estimation of how long that person is going to live for. Does an over-under. It's like a Vegas bet and it's crazy. And he tries to find the people that are like, you know, older, obviously, you know, older than 75, maybe in their 80s that, you know, want to cash out and um, they have like five years or le- less left on their their health insurance, you know what I'm saying? And then the premium isn't as high. Well, I'm sorry, it's more higher, obviously, when, when they're older, but you get this health check and it tells you 
this is what this person has, whatever, boom. Even when they're healthy, be like, okay, well, they have life expectancy say 11 years. So you, you, you know that, you know, if they go longer than 11 years, you got to wait until they die. If it goes less, you know, you're depending on it, boom. So I even asked the dude, I said, hey man, because he's an older dude, he has a son, it's probably like 30. I was like, would you ever go to that doctor yourself? He's like, fuck no. I don't want to know how long I'm going to live for. And that's the truth. And so I thought about it and I asked, I was thinking, asking you guys, would you want to know how long you're going to leave me on this earth for? How long you're going to be on this earth? How long you're going to live for? I personally don't want to know, man. I'm already fucking terrified of death and I've, I've had my weird thoughts about here and there. I've been good at just getting that shit out of my brain. But even London, a writer was having this conversation the other day. We were actually at the Dave & Buster's in Daly City now. I didn't promote it and put it out there, but we're in a drive through at Chick-fil-A and he was talking about it. And London just, I knew London, he's already has anxiety about certain things. Like, can we not talk about death? And I creeped him out. I don't want them to have bad dreams and stuff, you know? And I think about my kids so much. I love them so much. I just, I don't want them to grow up any faster, but at the same time, like I, I worry about them. I want them to be taken care of. And some of that worry is just not really good. You know, that's a whole different conversation, different topic. But would you want to know how long you're going to live for? I'm really curious. I really want you guys to tell me. Um, so yeah, back to Pele. When I did my top 100 movies, I think it barely made it in there. But there is this movie called Victory. It was Sylvester Stallone's soccer movie. It was a political film about Germany during still uh, that Adolf Hitler's style regime that was going on over there. And um, he's in jail there. And they had this jail team mixed up playing against this German national team. And they were trying to break out of jail. And Michael Caine's in the movie. And Pele's in it. And I knew Pele was a famous soccer player. But this motherfucker stole the whole movie just off that bicycle kick. It was one of the illest things in my childhood memory in cinema history. So I was immediately a huge fan of Pele. Like, you know, met people that were from Brazilian that knew him and everything else. Everyone said he's the coolest dude in the world. He, uh, rest in peace, legend. Amazing dude. He had said something when Maradona passed away. And he said, hopefully I can kick some soccer balls with him in heaven. Or do you say football? I don't know. I'm not going to get into that whole debate between football and soccer. What do you guys call it? But rest in peace, man. Again, traveling in San Francisco with kids is not so bad, right? It doesn't matter if it's New York or San Francisco. It doesn't matter if the distance. It's still, to me, it's still getting on a plane and still having to navigate through the city and whatever. But, you know, I was going to try to take him to go see Puss in Boots. We didn't end up going to see it. Probably going to end up taking him this week to go see Puss in Boots. They need to get out of the house. They've been playing way too much motherfucking Roblox. And um, about this SF movie meetup, I saw that Whitney Houston movie. I want to dance with somebody. I still haven't watched motherfucking Avatar. I want to see it. Still, still have not seen Elvis. And it's that, I could watch it on fucking right now and turn it on. And people are swear by it, said that fucking that Austin, whatever kid, it's fucking amazing. I just I don't know, man. I don't know what it is. Just can't, I don't know. But the Whitney Houston movie, I was really interested in, in seeing the story. And um, I think this is her family had backed this doc. 
And it was interesting, man. She was a fucking amazing fucking singer. She was she was a big celebrity. She had broken down a lot of fucking stereotypes and walls and all kinds of shit. And she lived a dope-ass life. She had a lot of struggles that people didn't know about. I had heard that she had dabbled with um, being a lesbian, but it was it was crazy because they, you know, she was off top and she changed and whatever and wanted different things in life. She wanted to have a kid and things like that. And um, I was a fan of her music, not super fan, but you know, I was a fan of the music. And then you realize like the bodyguard is the number one selling soundtrack in the world. It's the second highest selling album ever. It sold like 60 million fucking records or something insane. And I remember that era because I lived in San Francisco when the bodyguard came out. And that soundtrack was fucking huge. The I'm Every Woman, that thing was big. It was big in the gay scene and everything. And boom, be like, how would you know? Motherfucker, I live in San Francisco. The fuck you mean? I would go to Sound Factory. And the Sound Factory was lit, but there'd be a lot of, you know, a lot of gay people there. And that's what it was. San Francisco was the gay capital. In fact, during Christmas in San Francisco, we were driving through the Castro and this dude was walking down the street in a Santa suit, butt fucking naked, bucket naked, completely hanging, just dick hanging out. Never seen that before like that. Not in America. And it was a trip. He wasn't streaking. He was walking slow. And it was a trip. My kids had to see it was a bugged out thing. But it was a good movie. Um, I'm big into documentaries, especially with people, you know, and, and from my era. And she wasn't really that much older than me, which is crazy. And the whole Bobby Brown situation, you see that and just other things. It was it was it was a good film. Um, could I waited to watch it in, at home for sure? I just wanted to get out, and that was the coolest thing. I didn't want to sit with three other subscribers and watch Avatar for three and a half hours. And I think I just no offense, I just that might have been a little bit much. And I didn't have a whole lot of time to do that. But um, ain't been much on TV to watch. There's a Bernie Madoff documentary that comes on Netflix this week. I can't wait to watch. There's actually a couple things coming on Netflix I want to watch. But I started Last Chance You, the second season, which I don't think they've ever done a second season of the same school. And it was uh, East Los Angeles, right? ELAC. I think I did talk about the fact that um, I ran a track meet at that school and knew a little bit about it. But it's dope. I'm only into like the third episode now. And it's uh, it's lit, right? Obviously, I'm watching Good Good and all that other shit um, on YouTube and stuff. So I don't really watch anything else on YouTube. But what is that movie? Fucking Oppenheimer's coming out. I don't know what to think about it, right? Uh, Dune is coming out soon, part two. Definitely don't give a fuck about that movie. That the shit was. I, I can't believe they made a part two when the shit bombed. Um, I still want to see Black Panther. Fuck. What else is coming out that I want to see? Mission Impossible is always good. It's always a good, entertaining movie. Um, what else is coming out? Barbie. Definitely don't give a fucking goddamn damn to see Barbie. Don't give a fuck about Barbie. Um, but yeah, Oppenheimer, I'm not really like, eh, I know it's Christopher Nolan, I, you know, Cillian Murphy's a good actor. I don't really know. Um, Killers of the Flower Moon. Eh, I don't know, man. Love Leo, I don't know. Um, Ferrari, probably want to watch that. Indiana Jones 5, definitely want to watch that. Uh, John Wick Chapter 4, eh, that I could watch at home. What else is there? Spider-Verse or some shit? I don't give a fuck about that. Willy Wonka with my boy, Timothy Chalamet. I don't know. I hated the Tim Burton version with Johnny Depp. Some people liked it. The OG is just so good. There's just no way you're going to be able to fucking do that shit. I don't fucking know. Anyways, going back, I talked about this. And uh, the more I talk about it, the more I'm talking myself out of it. I don't know 
if I want to have a birthday party. I don't like celebrating birthday parties. You know, I don't like having birthday parties, but I know that we have something planned. I have a place, location ready to go. I was into going really hard and everything, but it's just weird. I'm just in a weird place. And it is a big milestone and I should celebrate it. But the smaller party would probably cost more out of my pocket. Whereas if I do something bigger, I don't know. I really got to think about it, man. And I'm, it's funny because I'm literally sitting pausing, and thinking about it as of right now. I would love to do a smaller 20-something person dinner somewhere and just be chill with that. I, I'd be completely contempt with doing that. Don't think I want to do a club. I would like to do a place that has food. I just, fuck, I don't know. I really, really, really don't know. I got a location in mind. I just got to figure out how the fuck I need to get, you know, there'd have to be a certain amount of people. Um, I got to figure it out. I'd have to figure it out. But I, I just, if I do a very big party, meaning I do 100 to 200 people, private event, I'd be down at five, either BTB Army or subscribers come through. I'd figure that out obviously really soon. But now I'm just thinking, just thinking it's just kind of crazy, man. I, I do have to do something. It is a milestone. I would like to go to Vegas that weekend. But for Friday the 27th, my actual birthday, I, I need to figure that out. What is next to talk about? God damn, that intro was fucking long, man. Jesus Christ. But yeah, now I think about it. Fuck, it's 20 fucking five days away. Yes, yeah, 25 days away. 25 days away, 50. It, it, it's a motherfucking huge fucking milestone. It's crazy. I don't know, man. I just need to need to just get back on my game and lock the fuck in. I need to focus. That's all I want to do for 2023 is focus on this golf shit, focus on part three, and really just simmer everything the fuck down. No microwave, no fucking heat on 450, heat on low and cooking. You know what I mean? Slow. So anyways, New Year's Eve, I didn't do a single fucking thing. Uh, hit some golf balls early in the day with London. We went to uh, Le Petit Four, one of my LA favorite spots. Great fucking food. Had the fucking Penny Toscana. Um, great. Had some Branzino. They had the best fucking calamari there. We just got a whole bunch of shit, just the family. And then my in-laws came over and I didn't think I was going to make it to the ball. I think I swung a club in the man cave a couple hundred fucking times. And that was about it. I did think about it. I do love going to the bay with the, you know, seeing my wife's family and everything. But I think next year, well, this year, I mean, next year, this year we got a big Europe trip for the summer. Um, that's going to hurt my pockets. And for me to say that, it's just the flights alone is going to be a Mercedes Benz. This is going to be a fucking, you know, but it is what it is. It's going to be a great uh, memory. It's going to be fucking fresh as fuck. We're going on a fucking seven day cruise all through Europe. Then we're going to be in Paris. We're going to be fucking in London, um, through Italy and stuff. And it's just going to be great. I can't wait. But I was thinking, I really want to spend New Year's 
possibly Christmas too, want to spend Christmas and New Year's in either in the Philippines or in Australia. I already know my wife is going to be like, fuck the Philippines. Um, and again, my wife doesn't hit me, you know, Filipino. She just, you know, the traffic is bad out there and everything's slowed down here and there. I just fucking love, I love the Philippines. So I'm hoping to convince her that we could spend New Year's Eve and Christmas in the Philippines. And then um, maybe the year after we do Australia. If not, we do Australia this year, Philippines next year. But um, I can't wait. I, like, I cannot wait. Golf, obviously. Not a whole lot to talk about with golf. But I've never, ever taken more than three days out without hitting a ball. Not at least in the last like seven months. And that's when golf really got serious with me. So I had 13 days off. And yesterday, well, I hit balls on New Year's Eve on Saturday. And I, shit, I hit them good. Went to the range and I hit them solid. Had like maybe out of 75 balls, I hit maybe like five bad shots. No shanks either. It was just just a little thin, you know, a couple fat shots, but it, it was good. London uh, needs a lot of help. So yesterday I went to Angeles before all the football games. I was like, fuck this. I'm just going to go and uh, play nine holes and I'm going to hit some balls too. So I'd rather do that instead of playing all round. So instead of hitting 35 balls, I hit 120, hit a large bucket. That was way too many fucking balls. Way too fucking many. And I would say over half the, the balls, this is, this is a grass range at Angeles, totally different from a mat, but I can, you know, it just depends on the day, you know, but, but again, too, your lives are going to be totally different from a range there because you're making your divots and everything's fucked up. But I really was swinging this time and I am sore as shit. Remember, golf has no muscle memory. It's not like a bicycle. There is nothing that you could do as a man or as a woman that you would need to use those type of muscles. Golf muscles are totally different. And I'm sore as a motherfucker right now. I need a massage. I need a fucking bath. I need a sauna. And I got to go fucking have a lesson with fucking Ron in a little bit. But I went and played nine holes. First hole, bogey. Driver was fucking trash. Second hole, birdied it. as a par five. Next hole after that, par three, birdied again. I don't think I've had two birdies ever back to back. Then after that, triple bogey. After that, double fucking bogey. Then a par and whatever. Bottom line is I shot 47 on the fucking front nine. And I only shot, I only played nine holes. And I was like, yo. Now again, for other people, that's fucking good. Some people think that, you know, I mean, breaking 100 is cool, whatever. And again, I could have shot a fucking 40 on the, on the back nine and still broke 90. i just saying it wasn't a great nine, right? I usually play better on the back nine anyway. But, you know, it's just, I don't want to ever take that much time off. I'm getting fucking serious as fuck about this shit. I am not playing with no fucking buddy this year. When I mean playing, I'm playing golf. I'm, just, I'm not taking no shit lightly. I'm not joking. TaylorMade is dropping their brand new driver. Uh, the Stealth is getting replaced. That should be happening this month sometime. Um, I can't discuss the date and everything, whatever. So, you know, I'm going to be training in San Diego at the TaylorMade headquarters. Um, I think I'm playing the Farmers Insurance PGA Pro-Am, which is right before my birthday. 
And that's another reason why I'm kind of like iffy on having a big party, whatever. Uh, I'm going to be out to San Diego before that as well. Obviously, I'll be doing some sort of meetup, whatever. Maybe we'll even fucking do a round at Goat Hill for all the San Diego guys. Um, then I can have a lot of people, but we could do a foursome. I didn't get accepted to the AT&T Pebble Beach. I might still go. Might shoot some par three shit there. We are shooting par three this month again. And then uh, what's crazy is I'm fucking, I was asked to be on Selling Sunset. I was supposed to be on before this last, uh, what, season three or season four or something. But now um, they've asked me to be on the show and they've actually scheduled me in the season now, the new season. And Amanza, who's been on the podcast, um, I'm going to be working with her because I am looking for some new houses. So that's real. And I'm shooting that in a week or two. Um, so I got a crazy month. And then next month, you know, again, the Pebble Beach, I didn't get in. Um, probably next year. Going to be at the Waste Management Pro-Am Phoenix Open. And uh, I think I'm doing a um, speaking engagement. I'm not sure. This is during the, the Genesis PGA t- uh, Tour um, event at Riviera Country Club here in Palisades. I think what would happen is maybe if I don't get into the prime, which would be the Wednesday of that week, I don't know the exact date, but the guys meet the Carlins who've been on the podcast, great fucking business. They're doing a big, um, not a summit, but they have a big event going on in, in, in Arizona, in Phoenix or Scottsdale area. So I'll probably be out there on my mom's birthday to speak. I'm trying to make that work. I haven't figured it out yet, but I need to figure that out soon. But the waste management is going to be fucking crazy. Super Bowl is going to be fucking crazy. By the way, Kenny G, Kenny fucking G. And by the way, his documentary is fucking lit. It's a great documentary. But Kenny G is a plus one handicap. Okay. That means that Kenny G is in the top 10 best celebrity golfers in the world. I had no motherfucking idea. He's from Seattle. He's a fucking G. Literally, and that motherfucker's a plus one handicap. It's fucking crazy. That shit is mind-blowing. But, you know, um, to end the whole golf talk, I talked about something yesterday about what I want to do and everything. I think people got that shit misconstrued, and it's not your job to defend me or to explain it to anybody, but just so you guys understand, making any professional tour is not fucking easy. Shooting a very low score is hard to do in golf. To do it consistently is very difficult, right? Breaking 100 is is tough for a lot of people. Breaking 90 is even harder. Breaking 80 is now it's going to require a lot of skill and you have to be actually a decent golfer to break 80. To break par or even shoot par, whether it be 72 or par 70, is you're now a seriously legit real golfer, okay? To make it onto any professional tour, multiply it times 50. So like to break 100, let's say this, the level of breaking 100 is like, let's say it's 75 out of 100. That's how hard it is, right? And a lot of people still can't do that. Then to break 80, you know, it gets to like, let's say 80. Now to break 70, I'm sorry, the fuck am I talking about? To break 100, it's at 75. To break 90, it's going to be like 80. Okay, 80 level difficult, right? Or I should have just did out of 10. 
let's fucking rewind this shit for one second. Miles, don't don't edit this. To break a hundred on a scale of one to ten, it'd be a seven point five difficulty level. Okay, to break ninety, it'd be probably an eight level. Okay, now to break eighty, it'd be a nine difficult level. To shoot par, it'd be a 10. The problem is this. Getting to break 100 is achievable for a lot of people who just practice. To break 90, it's still achievable. To break 80, it could take you 10, 15 years. To get to par or break par, it's highly likely you'll never do that. It's tough. Now, with all that said, I I know I'll get there. I'm not worried about that. The issue is... My goal is to try to qualify for a PGA Champions Tour. Champions Tour is for the old people, for 50 years old and older. You have to go to Q school, qualifying school, and then try to compete and then try to make it. It's like, it's like trying to get into the NBA. The only thing with, that's cool about that is with golf is you can be older and still do it. It doesn't require all the cardio and everything else. It requires a certain amount of, you know, of, you know, you being in, in shape to a certain extent, but um, your body working obviously to a certain level, but to make the Champions Tour is definitely easier than making, you know, um, the M, you know the PGA Tour. But it's like making the G League, and you know you're 24 years old. It's it's fucking tough. You ain't been playing, and you you know didn't play D1 or whatever. It's not easy, and it's way harder for golf. I'm just saying that's a goal of mine. Now it's not to make it on the tour necessarily. I'd be fucking great. But to qualify for something, be fucking awesome. Anytime you hear the word open, Phoenix open, Palm Springs open, Texas open, fucking the US open, whatever, anything open, that means it is an open qualifying thing where you could just go out there and try to qualify. And usually if you shoot low 70s, high 60s, most likely you'll get in. Now, do you make the cut after that? It's not likely. I would love to qualify for something. And that's where the real, what that def, what, what I really meant is what I was saying was that'd be the goal goal. Okay. My short-term goal is to try to shoot 72 this year. And that's going to take a lot of fucking grinding, but I plan on playing all over the fucking place. We got the wash Lord tournament in less than four months. It's a lot going the fuck on. And now, uh, let's end this with some football talk. You know, um, I was going to talk about it on the show, but we couldn't because we didn't. And the Seahawks, they suck dick against the fucking Chiefs. I was supposed to go to the game. Thank God I didn't. It was fucking freezing. And we played like fucking shit. And on the second half, we actually kind of shut them down defense-wise. But our defense just, I don't know what the fuck's up with us. And so that loss hurt us a lot. I didn't expect to win that game. Kansas City whipped our ass there. Obviously a great team. And so we came back. We had, what, three losses in a row? Was it four? I don't think, was it four? I think we had three in a row. And Pete Carroll hadn't had three losses in a row since he was a coach for the Jets. I didn't even fucking know he coached the Jets. Thought that motherfucker was always at USC. So um, came back, Lumen Field, home game. I missed the game, obviously, because I was with my family. If I'd have known all this shit that was going on, I would have fucking went. I was supposed to be in fucking Tokyo for New Year's Eve with Kid Cudi. Didn't want to go. I just wanted to chill. And Seattle would have just been a fucking nightmare anyway. But... Came back, did our thing yesterday. We whooped the Jets' ass. And the funny thing is, they were never in the fucking game. 
And we could have easily fucked up things and we had a couple fuck up moments and stupid coaching things, but we still ended up whooping their ass by, you know, two touchdowns or so. And um, now we are the seventh seed in the NFC. And the problem is basically we have to win and Green Bay has to lose. If Green Bay wins and we win, then Green Bay gets in because of conference record, NFC record. And if we would have just beat the stupid-ass Saints, the fucking Falcons, and what other fucking dumb-ass fucking game do we fucking lose? But we're talking about dumb shit where we gave the game away at the end. It was just stupid as fuck. Games that we, teams that suck that we gave them the fucking game. We wouldn't even be in this conversation right now. And um, we would finish the season, the regular season at nine and eight, which is already much better than anybody predicted. People thought we were going to win four games, five games max. We went further than that. Look, we got a decent team. Right now, is this this next season is the season where we try to go and do something in the postseason in a big way. And we got a top three fucking draft pick coming. We need to figure this the fuck out. I don't think we need to sign fucking Geno for more than two or three years. We're gonna He's going to end up wanting the fucking the biggest contract on the Seahawks. We're going to top Metcalf contract and supply want $20, $25 million a year, $75 million for three years or something. I'm not mad at three years. I would love to pick up somebody else, but you know, we'll use that top draft pick for something else because Geno is good. We need to get Jamal back. We need some more defense and we need motherfucking a better O-line. And I think we are fucking Gucci. But we play the Rams next this Sunday. Shit, I'll be in Seattle this fucking Sunday play the Rams and if we could just play the way we fucking played against the Jets and we played them before it was, was alright but we barely fucking won that game at the last second with Metcalf's touchdown on fucking Jalen Ramsey we don't have Tyler hopefully he is back fully he practiced this week he didn't play but we need to utilize DK more we need to utilize our throwing game more but like yo K9 is a beast I don't know man it's gonna be a fucking shit show I pray to God we make it. I pray that the fucking Packers do lose. But they played like shit for most of the season. Now they're coming back and starting to show up. And that's just that veteran shit with um with Aaron Rodgers. But who knows, man? Hopefully Detroit does their thing, whoops that ass, and that'd be fucking amazing. But look, I'm not really worried about us beating the Rams. I'm worried about the fucking the Lions beating the fucking Packers. I need them to fucking beat the Packers. I need, I need that to happen. But yeah, man, guys, look, man, it feels good to be back on the podcast. Long ass fucking episode. Gave you guys everything. We'll be back on Thursday. And then right before my birthday, we will be unfortunately going to one episode a week. And uh, I think the one episode a week might give you deeper, you know, just longer, better episodes. I think I'm too busy right now. And um, part three thing's totally different. So that's cool. I don't need to talk about any of that on this show. But I'm excited to launch part three. Things could be fucking amazing. And I'm still excited to do, you know, BTB once a week. I still got the subscribers. I got a lot going on. I'm excited. I'm excited for 2023. I hope you guys do everything you want to do this year. If there's some way I can help, shit, I will figure it out. I do want to do the subscriber um. Not necessarily a job fair, but I want to do a post and I want to do it soon where you tell me what you do 
for a living, what type of business you have or something, and how can we support each other? And that'd be great. Because that's what BTB is all about. It's about supporting each other, helping each other out and all that. And um, I will keep it on Twitter and on Instagram because it's two different followings. And I do appreciate everybody who does follow me on both. Thank you very much. It was a fucking crazy ass year. Let's get all that shit out of our system. 2023, Jordan year. I got some fresh ass collabs. I got a lot of dope ass shit. And we're going to have some great podcasting. Thank you guys for everything. You already know once you hear that lakey lake in the background, you know what time it is. All right, y'all. Love you. I will see you back on Thursday. Peace.